everyone, this is Katie Sweetman with another live look at the astrology for November 30th through December 6th, 2020. Um, this is Empowering Astrology and this is your weekly look at the astrology. How do we get our human selves? How do we get our half of the mix in line with the astrology? Because I often tell people that the astrology is 50%, you are the other 50%. And knowing what's going on kind of shows us what we have to work with. Where do we make the choices that are best with us? But how do we sort of align ourselves with what the planets, the bigger questions that the planets are asking of us? So this week, we've got some big astrology. As I record this, we've just had a lunar eclipse in Gemini. So this is the first in a series of two eclipses that we will have this season. Um, just you know, think back six months, the last time we had eclipses and we had eclipses in the uh, signs of Capricorn and Cancer, but we also had a preview. We had a preview of this new series in Gemini and Sagittarius back on June 5th. So yeah, the eclipses have shifted signs this year, which means that collectively, which means all of humanity, all eight and a half billion of us, uh, we are working on a bigger theme, which is the South Node is in Sagittarius right now. It's been in Sagittarius since March, not March, May, the end of May or the beginning of May. But what that says to us when the South Node is in any sign that we sort of have to work on the problems of that sign. And I'm not picking on Sagittarius. I'm not picking on anybody who has planets in Sagittarius, but every sign sort of has a place that it gets stuck. I'm Scorpio. I'm sure you all know where Scorpio gets stuck. There's plenty of internet memes about that. But where does Sagittarius get stuck? And if you're thinking, well, I'm not, a, I'm not a Sagittarius, Katie. Well, you have Sagittarius somewhere in your astrology. When we quickly review where this eclipse is hitting, you'll know where a Sagittarius is in your chart. So this is an area where collectively we sort of get stuck on or this kind of idea of belief. Sagittarius is the sign of faith truth, wisdom, and its highest expression, it inspires us to travel. It inspires us to seek out adventure, new horizons, both literal, both metaphoric, it sort of points us to the stars, it points us towards higher education. It's a sign of wisdom and knowledge and philosophy. It's, it knows a lot, and in many times it's right because it sort of had, has the, the life experience, it's read the books, it's gotten the degree, and it knows exactly what, uh, what, it, what it knows for, for good reason. So when the South Node is in Sagittarius, we have to sort of throw a lot of things out of the window. And, you know, I'm Sag rising up three planets in Sag, and so, because, you know, side note, three of those planets are in what are called the 12th house, so I kind of know the, well, I shouldn't say this too, uh, too much, it's like, you know, I think I know the karma of Sagittarius, and so what I'm sharing from my own personal experience is that we have to be okay with being wrong, so collectively, how do we start to take a second look at what our convictions are, what our truths are, what sort of faiths and beliefs we've put all of our weight behind. And the knowledge that we think is sacrosanct, that we think is rock solid, because this lunar eclipse in, Sag in uh, Gemini, Sagittarius's opposing sign, is sort of a demand for us to get a new perspective. So all of us, how do we sort of 
in a reverse logic sort of way. Leave behind wisdom. Leave behind knowledge. Not that knowledge and wisdom aren't good. It's just sometimes we can get stuck. We think that it can only be one way. We think that, and I've seen this, I've seen this with clients, I've seen this with myself. I get very fixated on it has to happen a certain way. But then we sort of miss all the other avenues in which it could happen another way. So this lunar eclipse, as we start the week on November 30th, this lunar eclipse was at 4.30 a.m. Eastern, which in here, New York City, where I am located, Brooklyn, New York. Um, if you are in Los Angeles, this eclipse was at 1.30 a.m. Pacific. But for those further afield, this was at 9.30 a.m. London. It was at 10.30 p.m. Sydney and, sorry, 8.30 p.m. Sydney, 10.30 p.m. Auckland in New Zealand. And, you know, I should use this quick moment to kind of say a shout out to everybody around the world who does join in lives, who watch this broadcast, or who does listen to the replay on YouTube, on Spotify, on IGTV. I know some of you are in Italy. I know some of you are waking up and listening to me over in Australia or New Zealand. I know you are, many of you are here in the United States. And what I have been saying over the last nine months is that I can't travel. So I'm kind of traveling through you all. Again, I'm Sagittarius rising. I have three planets in Sagittarius. Being not being able to travel right now is, is very interesting. So I have to travel in other ways. That's sort of how, how do we work with this time right now, we've got to do things in a slightly different way, which kind of brings you back to this lunar eclipse that we had today at eight degrees of Gemini. This is more of a technical technical note. Um, if you have planets that are at eight degrees mutable, in particular, eight degrees Gemini Sagittarius, it, it plus or minus a few degrees this is what astrologers call orb. Um, it means that there's something about that planet, there's something about that part of your life that's going to change. It's going to change over the next six months. And even if you don't have any planets around that part of your chart, this is sort of the analogy that I'm making. I've been using an analogy of a stage and a theatrical performance to understand what do eclipses do? They sort of change the act. The curtain comes down, the curtain comes up on a new scene this new characters, this new set. You could use another metaphor. Imagine you have a certain part of your house and that house or that, that room in your house, you sort of see, you see the room a certain way, you close the door, an eclipse happens, you open the door and the room's been rearranged. There's people in the room that weren't there before. The people that were there aren't there anymore. So that's kind of what eclipses do. They push along the narrative, they say, change is constant can't we you know we have to have change and eclipses are sort of well not sort of they are connected to saturn and this sort of idea of fate and this idea of karma and that we are sort of having moments where we are living out a bigger story a bigger story on our soul level so this eclipse for some of you especially if you're gemini or sagittarius it's like life's getting a bit a bit loud right now new people are coming in maybe new relationships are coming in maybe a relationship is leaving maybe your life is at a crossroads maybe you're you're about to embark on some major milestones in your life so that's eclipses they they coincide with life's milestones your birth marriages 
moves, new jobs, changes, 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 period. So it's not something to be concerned about, but just sort of understand that astrology teaches us about time, teaches us how we live time, how we inhabit time, how we, how we, you know, the sort of the pace of our life. So eclipses are like, yeah, every six months, you can absolutely bet on change in some way. I know you guys are all thinking like, hmm, I don't know if I like change. But what's starting to emerge is that we're, we're coming out of the heavy duty eclipses that we had in Cancer and Capricorn 2018, 2019, 2020, these eclipses that were touching on some very I think close to home themes and some of the kind of bigger structural or professional or the, you know, we're all spending so much time at home right now. And now the eclipses are shifting into the signs of movement and travel. There's something about movement and travel that's happening, both on a personal level, on a collective level. So I'm just going to quickly, because I did this in last week's broadcast so you can go back and listen to last week and kind of get it was maybe a little bit longer but just to kind of give a very quick overview about where this eclipse is going to activate so if you are an Aries this eclipse is about voice communication speaking learning thinking also choices having to make some serious choices Taurus this part of your chart is about money how you earn it how you spend it the, the intrinsic value that you place on things and maybe even the value that you place on yourselves. There's a need to kind of create more material stability right now, more, you know, kind of accumulate more, not accumulate in a ne negative way, but just having the resources that you need. If you are a Gemini, it's time for new beginnings, new initiatives. The, the like I said, the stage is changing, the act is changing. Um, if you are cancer this is a part of your chart that's about dare i say endings it's the last part of your chart it's more about self-reflection internal reflection unconscious dreams spirituality working on your spiritual house and also letting things go and i mean that in the best possible way being as a scorpio you know how do you let go of what you don't need to hold on to anymore. Um, Leo. So this part is about friends. This eclipse illuminates friendship, social circle, community, the bigger picture, belonging, um, your place in the world and your hopes and your dreams for the future. Virgo, this is in your career sign. So there's something about career, direction, your place in the world, the title after your name, um, your ambitions, your responsibilities, and sort of your public life that are in the spotlight right now. Uh, after Virgo is Libra. So this part of your chart is about what, what do you believe in? What's your faith? What's your truth? What's your wisdom? This idea to get curious and explore the world, explore new ideas, higher education, philosophy, worldview. It's sort of this bigger sense of convictions and what sort of your whole life is built upon on a more philosophical and metaphorical way. Scorpio, this is the part of your chart that sort of gets to some deep parts, some deep parts of you. Gemini, this part of your chart in a way, it's, you know, it's already very Scorpionic. And I've, you know, I've talked in past, um, broadcasts about the link that Gemini and Scorpio has because Gemini is Scorpio's eighth house. Scorpio is the eighth 
sign hopefully that logic is following. So Scorpio, this is a time when you have to look at some potentially difficult, unpleasant, hidden, uncomfortable, psychological uh, things that make you feel vulnerable, things that make you feel exposed, but it's through this process there is an alchemy transformations also money and finance um sagittarius so gemini is your relationship sign so the this is a time when relationships are very much in the spotlight how do you can you know, it's not just romantic relationships i mean all relationships how you know how do you interact how do you socialize how do you compromise how do you negotiate you know how, how, and how do you do romantic partnership or just partnership in general so this is a big focus right now. In fact, classic astrology, this is when new people can come into your life on a romantic relationship level, or there could be an end of a relationship, if that's something that's in your orbit. Um, moving on to Capricorn, health, wellness, how do you take care of your body, the work you do, the stuff you organize, um, your day-to-day -day life, taking care of your body, being in your body, being disciplined about being here on this planet. Sometimes Capricorn get, can get a little scattered. Um, Aquarius, this is about creativity, self-expression, identity. Who are you? How do you express who you are? How do you express the talents of who you are? And if this is relevant for you, it also can speak to children and pregnancy. This full moon can herald pregnancy or uh, presage the birth of a child. Um, last but not least, Pisces, this is the part of your chart that's about home, family, your roots, this where you live, your living situation, the people that live with you, the people, you know, people kind of coming into your household, maybe people leaving your household, maybe there's a move, maybe there's something going on with parents, family, mom, dad, but there's a need to sort of put down roots and, and plant things at this time. Um, so that's just your quick look at what this lunar eclipse is going to highlight. And for the, I've realized I kind of promised you all Sagittarius, what's the opposite sign? Because we do have a solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 14th. And this uh, solar eclipse will be at 23 degrees of Sagittarius. So if new, sorry, full moons, lunar eclipses, because a full moon lines up with the lunar nodes, then a new moon is a solar eclipse because it lines up with the lunar nodes. So the south nodes in Sagittarius, we have a new moon in Sagittarius on the 14th of December. We have a full moon in Gemini and the north nodes in Gemini, so we have a lunar eclipse. That's how it works, folks. So two weeks from now, um, just very quick, go through the chart. So Sagittarius for, for Aquarius, or not Aquarius, Aries. For Aries, Sagittarius is what's called your ninth sign. So these deeper me questions around faith, truth, meaning. Taurus, Sagittarius is your eighth sign. So it's about looking at that deeper psychological material, f facing your fears, being vulnerable, looking deep within, facing yourself. Um, what's after? Cancer, not, yeah, Cancer. Did I do Cancer? No, we did uh, Aries, Taurus, Gemini. So Gemini, Sagittarius is your relationship sign. So this new moon solar eclipse in two weeks is very much about relationships and new beginnings in relationships. New beginnings and how you connect and socialize with people. 
now it's time for cancer. Cancer, Sagittarius, is your health and wellness sign. So this new moon solar eclipse in two weeks is about how you take care of yourself, how you take care of your day-to-day -day life, how do you organize your work, how do you create practice, how do you create discipline. Um, <laughs> that's how, it, yeah, I'm just reading the comments. That is how it works, folks. So moving on to... Um, we just did Cancer. So now to Leo. So Sagittarius is your is Leo's fifth sign. So this solar eclipse in two weeks is going to be highlighting how you express who you are, your the things that you create, your sense of self, your sense of identity. Then we have Virgo. So Sagittarius forms the base of your chart. It's your fourth sign. It's about home and family. I hope you all are taking notes or you can always go back and listen to the replay. So you might be seeing changes in the home. Then, uh, you know, this is for Virgo. So then for Libra, this is about your third sign. It's about communication. It's about voice. It's about speaking, learning, writing, listening, the mind, and making some major choices. Scorpio, this is the part of your chart that talks about money, how you earn it, how you spend it, the value you put on it, the value you put on yourself. So to the point I was making a few moments ago, taking notes, because this is two weeks from now, because the sun is in Sagittarius right now, we're sort of, when, you know, I said at the beginning, like, you're like, I don't have anything in Sagittarius, but Sagittarius is somewhere in your chart. So Sagittarius is Scorpio's second sign. Now we're moving to Sagittarius. And so in two weeks, Sagittarius, you are in the spotlight. So it's a new, you having a solar eclipse in your sign says that the next six months are big six months and if your birthday is on or near the 14th of december uh, plus or minus a couple of days the next you know the coming year is going to be a powerful time of new beginning um capricorn sagittarius is your 12th sign so this is the last sign in your chart so it's about endings it's about that deeper inner search for meaning spirituality connection you have like this rich hidden internal spiritual life capricorn that maybe nobody knows about but you have to sort of get deep within yourself and figure out what faith means to you and faith on a more either mystical level or faith on the level because you you feel it to be true not because you've read it in a book for example and then that brings us to Aquarius. And so this eclipse is in your 11th sign. So changes in friendships, changes in your social circle, your network, your hopes and dreams, and sort of looking outward towards the world and kind of sharing your sort of ideology and your beliefs and your philosophy. Last, Pisces. Sagittarius is Pisces is 10th sign. So it's about career. It's about your place in the world. So you may be seeing some changes in your professional life over the coming six months, if not the coming four weeks. So I did this quick look around the, am I, yeah, I didn't forget Pisces. I did this quick look around the Zodiac because you're like, okay, like I don't have any plants in Sagittarius, but Sagittarius is part of your zodiac. Well, I don't know how many planets in Gemini. Well, Gemini is part of your zodiac too. So where is this tension happening? Where is this tension between what you think is rock solid truth 
could be truth about the world. It could be truth about yourself. You know, this conversation I was having, I think it was like a month ago with a good friend of mine. It's like the things that are on your billboard, meaning it's so in your face that you don't even see it. See it. Something about yourself, a truth about yourself that's right up there, and you don't even see it. So I think this, you know, solar or not solar, lunar eclipse that we're having, and Gemini is really sort of helping to illuminate the things that are right in front of our face, the things that we're not seeing about ourselves, the things that the different perspective shifts that we need to have happen. Mercury, the ruler of this eclipse is in Scorpio. It's not in Scorpio for much longer. In fact, it goes into Sagittarius tomorrow, December 1st, as I record this. But Mercury has spent a long time in Scorpio, pretty much um, the bulk of the last two months since September, which I don't even know what month it is anymore. But Mercury in Scorpio is the investigator. It's a very occult sign for the planet of communication. It's looking for information that's behind the scenes, that's hidden. It's very perceptive. It's sort of like has a laser-like focus. So when Mercury switches into Sagittarius tomorrow, December 1st, we may see a, a shift in this eclipse energy. Like maybe right now we're not kind of getting all the story, but come tomorrow, we get more information about this lunar eclipse and what it means for us. So pay attention to the stories that are starting to emerge right now. And here's the thing that we have to keep in mind about eclipses, is that eclipses, they start to present themselves a month, sometimes two months before. So whatever is coming up right now, it has threads. It has threads to the past. It has threads to maybe June when we had that first lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, maybe has threads to last four, five, six weeks. But that's just something to keep in mind because again, eclipses, they kind of keep the narrative moving, they keep our lives moving, they keep sort of this, this, the work that we need to do as a soul, the story that we need to live out as a soul going. So that's sort of the big news this week. We have some other aspects that are relatively minor in comparison to eclipse energy. Um, but I do want to give a quick preview of December astrology because my horoscopes unfortunately are going to be a few days late. I want to pause for a moment. I might going into the new year shift how I do my monthly horoscopes. I might move to a video format, not because I don't love you all, but just because it takes a lot of time, kind of like two business days worth to write all the signs. And unfortunately, I don't have as much time anymore, but we'll, we'll, we're, we're playing with things um, and maybe do that with like subscription or something. But stay tuned for information and I the December horoscopes will be ready in a couple of days but until then I'll give you all a quick look at what's going on in December of 2020 and this is something that I've been hinting at for the past few weeks I keep saying Saturn is going to leave Capricorn on December 17th so we all need to be ready for Saturn. Saturn's sort of sitting us down over the coming next kind of couple of weeks and saying, okay, what did you learn? And I know you all are like ready to you know, pop some champagne bottles once Saturn leaves Capricorn because, yeah, it's not going to be back in Capricorn for another 30 years. And if you're in your Saturn return, if you have Saturn in Capricorn when you were born, you're coming out of the Saturn return. 
That said, what did you learn? Because Saturn's not trying to make things difficult for the sake of making things difficult, although it seems like that at times. Saturn is trying to get us to kind of get the most bang out of our buck, so to, so to speak. Because we cannot build, we cannot learn, we cannot grow when we're not in our physical bodies, meaning we're not incarnated. Like we need to have a physical body, we need to be incarnated to be able to do the work we need to do on a soul level. So that's why Saturn is saying to us, like, all right, like you, the clock is the clock is ticking. What are you trying to achieve in this life? If I'm not going to be back in this part of your chart or back in this part of your house, so to speak, for another 30 years, how do we make sure that this part is as good as we need to get it? No pressure, of course. And I will be talking more about Saturn and Capricorn in next week's broadcast. So sort of, you know, what is Saturn sitting down with us? What's our sort of recap of Saturn and Capricorn and sort of the lessons of Saturn and Capricorn, because on December 17th of 2020, Saturn will go back into Aquarius. I say go back because Saturn was in Aquarius just as a short preview from March 21st until July 1st. So when it goes back into Aquarius, it returns to a sign that it was earlier this year, but also returns to a sign that it was not last in since 1991 to, I think it was February of 1994. I mean, if you were born between those, those that bracket of time, you're going to be having what's called your first Saturn return. If you were born of you know, 1962, 62, 64, I I can't remember the exact dates, you're having your second Saturn return. So these are sort of big check-ins on your life and the work you've been doing and the lessons you've been learning and the things that you're trying to build and to achieve while here in a physical body. So it's going to be, there's going to have big shifts in December. Saturn is like the big hand on the clock moving from one hour to another hour. We last had that on March 21st of 2020, and then again on July 1st of 2020, when Saturn bounced back and forth between Aquarius and Capricorn. Jupiter, two days later, two days after Saturn goes into Aquarius, Jupiter also goes into Aquarius. This is a little less uh, dramatic, but Jupiter is a slower moving planet, so it's another bigger hand on the clock and it's starting to also point towards Aquarius. So this is saying to us collectively that starting in December and going into the new year, there's a lot of emphasis on Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign of humanity, collective, what connects us, what divides us. It's a sign of technology, science, um, networks and systems, and seeing things from a, a bigger perspective. It's a very abstract, big picture. It's a sign that can really zoom out and see the bigger picture. It's also a sign that can get a bit disconnected. So it's sort of this polarity that we're all dealing with as we go into 2021 is like connection versus disconnection. Seeing the bigger picture versus feeling very removed from things. Humanity versus inhumanity. How do we find our humanity? I'm, um, I'm on team humanity. So there's going to be a big shift 
starting in December. And then Jupiter and Saturn will meet up for a historic conjunction on December 21st. Some other people are making some big deals about it, saying it's the beginning of the age of Aquarius. I really cannot say. If it's the beginning of Aquarius, um, there's a lot of debate on when that actually happened. That's a whole other conversation for another time. Um, but Saturn and Jupiter will last together. It happens every 20 years. It's what's called a has a 20-year cycle. So we last had Saturn conjunct Jupiter in the sign of Taurus in uh, 2000. 20 years ago, they typically uh, coincide with new cycles of like government, um, because both you know, Jupiter is law and Saturn is order. So there's sort of these two planets that talk about society and sort of the rules we all agree to and the structures we all agree to or, or not agree to. Um, and, and sort of what, what's our consensus and what do we build together? or not. Um, so we're sort of coming into a new time where we have to build new systems that are through the lens of Aquarius. Well, you know, there's obviously two sides to every planet and there's two sides to every sign. So we all have to make a choice. What are we, what are we connecting with? Um, what's even more historic about this conjunction is the last time these two, these two planets don't meet up in air signs very often although they did in 1981 in Libra. Um, I forget what month that was, but um, this is the first time in 200 years, apart from that time, 1981, that they are meeting up in air signs. So a lot of astrologers are making a little bit of a big deal out of this. Um, I, I, I don't have a full perspective or opinion yet, but it is a it is a big, let's say, societal collective shift more towards element air. Element air is communication. Element air is socialization. Element air is uh, connection and interconnection and movement and travel and ideas and science and equity and uh, you know how do we create equitable systems? You know, there's kind of a you know, Aquarius. One of the sides of Aquarius is that it needs equity. So how do we create more equity within our lives? How do we create more equity on a human level? So lots of big shifts as we go into December. And, you know, by the way, we're going to have a solar eclipse on December 14th. So, you know, it's not, not normal, you know, quiet astrology. I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, you all. But, um, but I will be you know, kind of giving you all some previews to 2021 astrology. It's kind of just, I don't know, side note, it's kind of weird that it's, I feel like 2020 has been both very slow, but also like, how is it? How is it December tomorrow? I, I don't know, I have to start, I have to start sitting down with 2021 astrology and digesting it getting into my head. So this is your look at the astrology of November 30th to December 6, 2020. Also your little sneak preview into December 2020's astrology with some big monumental shifts with Jupiter and Saturn both changing signs. Again, my name is Katie Sweetman. This is Empowering Astrology. I am an astrologer and psychic medium here in Brooklyn, New York. You can follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can listen to this replay on Spotify if you're more of a podcast kind of person. Um, of course, you can book a consultation with me. People ask this time of year if I do gift certificates. Yes, I do. Do, although my caution is don't give an astrology consultation to you know a random friend because what I do can be very intimate 
And anyway, that's a bigger conversation for another time. But again, thank you all for joining me for this live look at this week's astrology. Um, love connecting with you all week after week and hearing where you're from, hearing what you're going through. So until next week, be well, be safe. Bye.